Is the spring coming? He said. What's it like? It is the sun shining on the rain, and the rain falling on the sunshine. Francis Hodgson Burnett, The Secret Garden. Welcome to Season by Season with Alexis and Kit. This podcast celebrates and reforges our connection to nature and the passage of time. Through prose, poetry, history, and sound, we hope this podcast will help to inspire your interest in the natural world around us. Together, Alexis and I are going to be sharing observations of the seasons as we see them. We'll be looking through the lens of 24 seasonal divisions, or mini-seasons as we like to call them, based on the progression of seasons in the traditional Japanese calendar. But before we get started, let's explore the concept of the mini-seasons a little bit further. These divisions were based on observations of changes within the natural world. A new mini-season occurred every 12 days or so, and helped mark the seasonal changes that were occurring in the land. These mini-seasons can break down even further into micro-seasons, but for the purpose of this podcast, we will focus on mini-seasons, or what the Japanese call seki, the 24 divisions of the year. Currently, we are in the clear and bright season. The clear and bright season begins approximately April 4th and ends on April 18th. This episode, we'll explore what's happening in the sky, in the ground, and in our lives during this special time of year. Mary Mary, quite contrary, described spring quite aptly. It is the sun shining on the rain, and the rain falling on the sunshine. Imagine for a moment, the sun that is shining through the clouds, filling up each droplet of rain with light, and the light of the rain falling through the sunlight. Spring is full of these playful sunbursts and storms. I come, I come, you've called me long. I come o'er the mountains with light and song. He may trace my step or wakening earth by the winds that tell of violet's birth, by the primrose stars in the shadowy grass, by the leaves opening as I pass. This is the triumphant feeling that April brings. Spring in all its bright and glistening glory is here. Spring has come in all its simplicity a bright yellow sky. But sometimes, even when we crave for blue skies, the weather doesn't quite cooperate. The early days of April are a mischievous time. Not only with April Fools, but with its stormy weather. This may seem to go against our mini-season of clear and bright, but often it is the refreshing feeling of following a storm that makes the world all the more brighter and beautiful. This mischievous weather in early April has been observed for centuries. 
In European folklore, the first three days of April are actually referred to as the borrowing days. You know, we say March has gone out like a lamb. But sometimes that's just not true, and stormy weather can often begin the month of April. In light of that, the first three days of April are often seen as a carryover of March, called the borrowing days of March. If you look at it from that perspective, April 4th could be said to be the first day of April as well as the beginning of our new mini season. So, now that the storms have passed, it's officially spring by the reckoning of this mini season, and certainly there is one piece of music that everyone thinks of when we think of spring. Vivaldi's four seasons are so emblematic of how we imagine the seasons, I believe. But did you know that these pieces were inspired by sonnets? These sonnets exhibit various seasonal phenomena, including birds twittering, passing spring storms, flowery meadows, and fresh canopies of leaves. The first movement is the most famous, and hearkens the return of the birds to the land. Springtime is upon us. The birds celebrate her return with festive song, and murmuring streams are softly caressed by the breezes. In haiku, too, the birds of spring are celebrated through their song. All the day long, yet not enough for the skylark. Singing, singing. Voices above the white clouds, skylark. The skylark hides itself in the expanse of blue sky. Skylarks are one bird of spring. But there's another I think we in the West may think of more during these early spring days. The robin redbreast of spring. To me, it is the early days of spring, like those now in this mini-season of April, where the sight of the robin lifts my heart the most. Hark, I hear a robin calling. List the wind is from the south, and the orchard bloom is falling, sweet as kisses on the mouth. In the dreamy veil of beaches, fair and faint is woven mist, and the river's orient reaches are the palest amethyst. Every limpid brook is singing of the lure of April days, every piney glen is ringing with the maddest round delays. Come, and let us seek together springtime lore of daffodils giving to the golden weather, greeting on the sun-warm hills. Ours shall be the moonrise stealing through the birches ivory white. Ours shall be the mystic healing of the velvet-footed night. Ours. 
shall be the gypsy winding of the path with violet blues. Ours at last the wizard finding of the land where dreams come true. Ours shall be the moonrise stealing through the birches ivory white. What a beautiful image that creates. You know, that reminds me, this week we have something special to look forward to in our night sky as well. Oh, that's right! This year, 2020, for those who may be listening in the future, April's full moon will rise on Tuesday, April 7th. That's just after this podcast will come out. Not only that, this year's April full moon will be a supermoon. That is, it will be closer in orbit to the Earth, and so will appear larger than usual. That's right. You may know that in the United States, each full moon has a specific name. According to the Farmer's Almanac, April's full moon is also known as the Pink Moon. It gets this name because this full moon often coincides with the blooming of a pink wildflower, moss flocks. We'll come back to this flower in a little bit. But you know, April's full moon goes by another name, the Paschal Moon. This is the full moon that determines the date of Easter. Easter Sunday happens after the first full moon after the spring equinox every year. I find it beautiful that seasonal associations affect so many aspects of our lives, even to this day. We may forget about the season sometimes, but they are still there, guiding our lives. Hazy moon, the pine passing through, passing through. Although this season is called clear and bright, there's also a special significance in the haziness or mistiness that occurs in this season. Afflictions of the mind, resembling moonlit haze, it's one of those nights. In spring, as daytime temperatures rise, moisture in the air can create a hazy landscape in the evening, especially noticeable when the moon is bright. Isn't there an expression for this in Japanese? You may be referring to oborozukio, which means hazy moonlit night. Yes, this image of the spring moon in a veil of haze has been a well-loved expression in Japanese literature since ancient times. Of course, haziness isn't only for moonlit nights. There's also morning haze. These seasonal words or phrases that we hear recurring again and again in haiku are called kigo. So haze is a classic kigo used at springtime, a recurring seasonal theme. You may have noticed another kigo before as well. Skylarks and the twittering of birds are other recurring themes in spring. By using kigo, a poet can conjure up feelings of a specific time and place in each season. The bell from far away, how it moves along in its coming through the spring haze. Mm -hmm. 
Of all the seasonal associations of spring, I think perhaps there are none stronger than the blooming of flowers. When we say spring, we think of new life springing forth, and in most parts of the world, that means flowers blooming, adding bursts of color to the newly reawakened landscape. You mentioned a flower before, when we were talking about the moon. Yes, the pink moon of April gets its name from the wildflowers typically blooming at the time in the eastern United States, moss flocks. You know, our season for moss flocks is a little earlier, but it's a very popular flower in Japan as well, where it typically blooms in late April. In Japan, moss flocks is known by the name Shibazakura, which literally translates to lawn cherry blossom. It's not really related to the cherry blossom, but like cherry blossoms, phlox is a sure sign of the spring season, covering the world in a blanket of pink. During the bright and clear season, everything begins to burst forth from the ground. You'll see wood sorrels, skunk cabbages, marsh marigolds, wild strawberries, and of course, wild violets. To pluck is a pity. To leave is a pity. Ah, this violet. Even here in New York City, the wild violets are one of the first to bloom in the forests. And then, after that, comes one of my personal favorites, garlic mustard, which is excellent for making pesto if you enjoy foraging. Here in the San Francisco Bay Area, we are enjoying the sight of sunshiny daffodils brightening our hillside. Such a cheerful flower. It's one of spring's early arrivals that I look forward to each year. We've also been enjoying many blooming trees, especially apple blossoms. I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but you know, when we were younger, I used to mistake apple blossoms for cherry blossoms. <laughs> I, I remember that. But you know, they do look similar. And after all, of course I wanted to be surrounded by cherry blossoms. The falling of cherry blossoms is one of the most famous motifs of springtime in Japan, one that we came across constantly when we first began to immerse ourselves in Japanese culture. Cherry blossoms, sakura, have a special significance in Japan. The delicate pink flowers are symbolic of the fleeting nature of life. Once the cherry blossoms bloom, they are beautiful for just a short while before they begin to fall. I remember cherry blossom season as being very lively in Japan. Cherry blossom viewing parties can be very lively indeed. These parties are called hanami and can consist of eating, drinking, even barbecuing and singing karaoke. It's time spent socializing with colleagues, friends, and family. The school year starts in April in Japan as well too. So it's an important time in the lives of students and students at heart. In the city fields, contemplating cherry trees, strangers are like friends. To see cherry blossoms everywhere might remind people of their youth, 
So, cherry blossoms carry a nostalgic feeling for many. How many, many things they call to mind. These cherry blossoms. Sakura and Hanami are certainly important springtime kigo that one hears over and over again. The cherry blossoms put the whole world under a tree. From blossom to stem, our journey through this micro season brings us closer to the earth. And while we have been singing the praises of many of the flora of spring, let's return back to some of the fauna. We've already talked a little about birds of springtime and robin redbreast. What other animals remind us of this early April season? Certainly around this time of year is when you begin to see butterflies and caterpillars and other insect life beginning to wake up. However, what I want to talk about are frogs. The wind falls. The mountains are clear. Now the frogs. Under the hazy moon, water and sky are obscured by the frog. Frogs are springtime kigo, are they not? Definitely. But specifically, I want to talk about spring peepers. National Geographic says spring peepers are to the amphibian world what the robins are to the bird world. As their name implies, they begin emitting their familiar sleigh bell-like chorus right around the beginning of spring. It's in the springtime that these small woodland frogs come out at night to find their dinner and their love. These frogs live here in North America. But frogs generally have spring connotations the world over. Have you ever wished when fretting about the chilly air of spring, when the days are longer getting and the frogs begin to sing? Have you ever wished that you could just change places with the frog, let him shoulder all your trouble and then leave you on the log in the middle of the mill pond, nothing in the world to do? Have you wished you could change places? You be frog. And frog be you? He don't fret about rainy weather. If the sun shines, he don't cry. He just takes it all together. Happy wet and happy dry. Now that we have explored the heavens and the earth of our clear and bright season, let's explore a bit about this time of year in our lives. Spring is a time of abundance and rebirth, of spring cleaning, and new beginnings. It's a time for the celebration of the flavor of newness. Yes, let's talk more about flavors. What are the flavors of this season? Well, I couldn't say that there's much of anything yet growing in the field or in the orchard. I believe that it's at this time of year that you'll find the true flavors of spring in the forests and meadows. You mentioned foraging for garlic mustard before. Is foraging what you mean? That's right. This next period of April is one of the best times of year for finding tasty new shoots and fresh growth. When I lived in Japan, 
we would go foraging for fern fronds or mugwort or even watercress. Did you have a typical way you used to eat them? Most common is to deep fry them into tempura with a little bit of salt. Delicious. However, with a mugwort, which grows wild here in the United States, you could use them to flavor mochi or other baked goods. For fern fronds, I remember once I made a pasta dish with one. Everywhere has something edible growing, so do your research and go after the flavors of spring. Sounds delicious. What about anything we could get in the market, perhaps? Well, when it comes to spring, I tend to like to make big batches of peas. I've also started growing pea shoots in my kitchen. They taste intensely of peas and are great in just about anything. Soups, salads, noodles, you name it, pea shoots will work with it. And do you need to buy special seeds for this? I've been buying bags of whole peas from the grocery market in the dried food aisles and then planting them in shallow basins. It's worked so far. Sounds like the flavor of spring. All that green. And speaking of green, I think of the green rice balls for Qingming, made with mugwort and glutinous rice. It's a very popular food during that festival. That's right, they are. Those rice balls are called Qingtuan, right? They're similar to a snack in Japan called Kusamochi. They do taste of spring. You said they're for the Qingming festival? Yes. Maybe when we think of holidays in the spring, Easter comes to mind, but that's certainly not the only spring holiday. The Qingming Festival is observed throughout China and Taiwan and other countries in East Asia, and it's a day to visit the graves of ancestors. Offerings are made and the grave sites are cleaned. Sounds a little bit like Day of the Dead. They're both family-oriented festivals. Qingming was originally thought to have the best spring weather, so it was an easy day for traveling. Pear petals fall in a slight wind on Qingming Day. Men and women, old and young, take a trip to look for spring. When the wonderful music and songs ended at sunset, golden orioles fly through thousands of willows freely. In fact, the name of the festival, Qingming, shares the same Chinese characters as the name of this mini-season, clear and bright. That's right. In the traditional Chinese almanac, this is the festival that sees the season in. In addition to enjoying seasonal foods during this time, some also carry willow branches with them, which are a symbol of ritual purity. That sounds similar to the palm leaves carried on Palm Sunday. Maybe our spring holidays have more in common than they first appear. It seems so. Wherever you are in the world, springtime is a season for gatherings. And speaking of Palm Sunday, this year Easter falls within the clear and bright season. Like we mentioned previously, when we were talking about the moon, the date of Easter is determined by the date of the full moon. A word I don't think you hear as much is Pascha, which is Easter in Latin and the Greek word for Passover. Whereas the English and Germanic root of Easter, which means East and Dawn, it was a celebration of the spring equinox. And the direction associated with the spring is east, the direction where things begin. Hmm, I like that. East, the direction where things begin. 
So the spring season is associated with the east direction. Do all seasons have directions associated with them? Every culture has their own associations with the cardinal directions. We could probably make an entire episode about the directions and seasons in our lives. But generally, many cultures correlate the east and daybreak with the spring and the element of air. This is giving me ideas for future episodes. There's almost too many interesting seasonal things to cover. But speaking of East, there's one more festival in Asia that I wanted to mention as a way to mark the season. We mentioned Qingming on April 4th, the day to visit the graves of ancestors. Also, April 8th is marked as the Festival of Flowers and is celebrated as Buddha's birthday. Visiting the graves, the old dog leads the way. The great Buddha, dozing, dozing, all the spring day. A swallow flew out of the nose of the great Buddha. Well, we've talked about the flavors of spring, we've heard some music and some sounds of spring, we've discussed the vibrancy of springtime wildlife and spring festivals. Have we covered all of the senses? Well, hopefully we've at least inspired you to enjoy this season as it happens, and to notice the seasonal changes that are occurring around you. So, some kigo, or season words we've discussed, are storms, daffodils, haze, sunlight, larks, cherry blossoms, peas, violets, eggs, pink flocks, robins, and... Don't forget the frogs! <laughs> of course not. By now, perhaps you are thinking, the best way to enjoy spring is to go out into nature and experience it for oneself, weather permitting. But even if you're stuck inside this spring, for whatever reason, there are many wonderful ways to celebrate inside and keep the spirit of spring alive in your heart. Maybe you could try a new seasonal recipe. Definitely. And you could always keep some flowers inside a vase. Daffodils do great. There's a saying that's often repeated around this time of year. April showers bring May flowers. Yes, that's right. We've heard this since we were children. Even if we have to stay inside on a rainy April day, we know we have the bounty of spring still awaiting us in the future. Are you looking forward to May? Of course. What mini-season awaits us next? After Clear and Bright, the next of the 24 mini-seasons, beginning around April 19th, is called Grain Rain. Sounds like a season of rain is still ahead of us. I guess I'll try to be like the frog in the frog poem we heard. Happy wet and happy dry. That's all for our episode today on Clear and Bright. We'd like to thank Rusty Pierce, Porfirio Figueroa, Zachary and Katie Piper, Anne Chow, Nicole Knight, Ed Von Atterkas, Rita Andre, Mara Rosencrantz, Brenda McKinney, Lori Callen, Carl Smith, and Nikki for their readings today. To learn more about what you heard today, including the titles and authors of the poems, please visit our webpage as listed in the description of this podcast. 
We'll end our broadcast with an excerpt from Lab OM, where Mimi is singing about the joys of spring and April. Thank you so much for joining us on Season by Season with Alexis and Kit. Enjoy the spring. See you in another season.